KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. And again, we are your election information station. If you're looking for something, if you don't know which little bubble to fill in, go to KBLA1580.com. All of the conversations are there. Uh, that candidates in every office, they're bunched together according to the office, makes it easy for you to listen to one conversation or all. It's KBLA1580.com. In studio with me now, in case you want to go to uh, YouTube.com, KBLA1580, we have a candidate for judge of the L.A. County Municipal uh, Superior Court. See, I, I have those brain fades. We used to call it that, Superior Court. And what's interesting, she is actually a write-in candidate for seat number 93. She says she's a citizen, U.S. citizen, by birth, born in Bethlehem, Palestine, to an Arab Christian father and a Caucasian Christian-American mother from Texas, moved to Long Beach at the age of eight, and has called L.A. home for most of her life. She is a public defender um, and, well, there's a lot more on this bio, but part of what I what I would call a wave of public defenders that are getting into the space, looking at careers on the bench. Natasha Kamashta, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So um, (laughs) you volunteer a lot, sounds like uh, (laughs) the trash ferry, whatever that is. Um, Sounds like community involvement, right? As a public defender, not just in the courtroom, but beyond. Talk to me about that. Um. I I definitely think of my life as giving, uh, being part of the community, and I live in an amazing community in Los Angeles called Playa del Rey, and we have a lot of active members there that work in the city and the county, and the trash ferries was started by a woman named Sarah Kay, and basically it's you, you buy one of the trash picker-uppers, and you have designated areas, um, or you could just go walk around, and while you're going from coffee shop to coffee shop, you can pick up trash. Okay, so why do you think, uh, and that's great, by the way, we got lots of it to pick up, but why do you think that there is this this movement now um, of public defenders looking to be judges? Well, I think we're sick and tired of having judges on the bench that uh, don't reflect our clients. Most of our clients are black and brown, while um, I, I think the statistic is 49% of judges are white. Um, I believe that's the the statistic now. Um, Historically speaking, it used to be a lot more, but they're mostly prosecutors and they don't uh, connect with the clients like we do. We know um, their, we get to know them, we know their history, we know their background. And I think that public defenders want to step up and want to help people in a different and more effective way. And you've had a great career as a public defender the, you know, a write-in is really tough. Why take on that challenge? Um, a write-in is very difficult, um, and I didn't really give it two thoughts because I've been the campaign manager um, since November for four of my colleagues. Um, that would be uh, Kim Rebecca that you just heard from, as well as three of the Defenders of Justice candidates, which are Erica Wiley, Lachey Henderson, and George Turner. So I've been on the campaign trail with them since November slash December, and I have been to dozens and dozens of Democratic club parties, um, to churches, to union events, you name it, we have been there. 
and not a single time have I seen uh, Victor Avila there, and it completely, it was like out of sight, out of mind, and um, I opened my ballot on Wednesday, February the 7th, and saw that he was running unopposed, and I, I mean, I've had numerous conversations with my colleagues about um, his demeanor in court, and um, just I mean, I can use words that they've told me, but that he would do anything to win, which is not how a prosecutor is supposed to act. Um, there's acts of uh, dishonesty, um, clear arrogance and mansplaining um, to our public defenders. And so I had that in the back of my mind when I opened my ballot and I saw his name and I instantly wrote my name down because to just have somebody run a post is I don't think democratic. I don't understand how within the candidates like George Turner has three opponents. Erica Wiley has two opponents. Um, there's other candidates that also have multiple. But then you have one person that's just running unopposed. And every single candidate that's going to be elected can serve anywhere throughout Los Angeles County. One month they could be in Inglewood. Another month they could be in Pomona. Whatever the court's needs are, that's where they'll go. So that's why I wrote my name down. Um, and to make a lot of other points, so when the LA County Bar Association evaluates judicial candidates, um, they don't evaluate somebody that's unopposed, which I think is preposterous. That's weird. It's preposterous. It, it, it's in their rules and uh, it's in their handbook. And when you look at the LACPA judicial evaluations, he was not evaluated and he's not on their list. So there's wow, a multitude of reasons. So weird. Okay, so there's no evaluation of him. He's running unopposed. You wrote your name in, but it seems like it's more than you just writing your name in because uh, I've been hearing people talking about you in sort of the elected judge circles. I've seen stuff on social media. Um, so how did you, you know, what do you attribute that momentum to? Um well, I think I'm a very confident person. I'm bold. Um, I take risks. You can't succeed in life without doing that, I think. Um, and You've been endorsed by a couple judges, too. I see Judge Donald Buttle, Judge Joe Burkhardt. That seems kind of surprising for a write-in candidate. Um, you know what? If I had more time to Judge Holly Hancock, who yes. is another public defender and, and more. Yes, um, and also Judge Nash, who is a huge, um, he's like a mentor, idol to me, um, Donna Groman. Those two judges in particular, I when I was working in our juvenile division, I was the um, deputy in charge, kind of the, the line supervisor over our collaborative uh, resource attorneys that do educational and entitlement law. So I used to go to a lot of stakeholder meetings where Judge Nash, Judge Groman, Commissioner Pratt, now Judge Pratt, um, Judge Soto, uh, a lot of judges that would run committees on how best to change policy and how to have best, best practices. So I saw by example what they can do um, outside of a courtroom and how they can make impact. And I grew up kind of um, feeling like I was going to be a judge one day anyway. I didn't realize that this was going to be the path that I was you know, going to jump in. It's very difficult, and I know the realistics that I um, may not win, but um, why not give it a chance right now? Yeah, you've also been endorsed by at least one Democratic club. Again, I don't the um, Kenyatta Kishrencha Democratic Club. How... How uh, unusual is it for a Democratic club to endorse a write-in candidate? Um, well, I just 
wrote myself in on February the 7th. By February the 9th, I realized that this is a real thing and I was down at the registrar quarters. And so by the 13th is when you know I had collected my signatures and turned them in. And so I've already missed like the mass amounts of endorsements. Right. In other words, through. your campaign started this month. Correct. Other people have been campaigning since what? Last year, September, August? Or even before then. Even before then. Yes. So you've literally been campaigning just this month. Yes. And somehow you've got quite a buzz going. Um, <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, I um, have been working really hard for 24 years almost as a public defender and within my community. Um, and I try to do what I can with my time. And um, I'm so excited that I have a lot of buzz. Yeah, um, you know, we're going to do part two um, of your conversation, right, Miles? Or go, no, go through it. Okay, Miles Lowe over there watching the clock, watching the spots. So um, what is it that you would like to accomplish? What are your goals should you be elected, um, Natasha Kamashta, as, as, as a judge? Um, I think I have a lot of goals. One of them would be to change this election process of how we elect judges in Los Angeles County. I think that would be one priority of mine. Um, I've already made that clear to the LA County Bar Association. Um, at the end of January, maybe early February, they asked me to be a board of trustee. And I said I would apply, but only if that issue um, of having people not uh, that are unopposed, not evaluated, as well as the underlying bias and uh, sexism in the interview processes, processes that I've heard from many of the candidates, including the district attorney candidates that have um, so that's just one agenda item. Um, the other one, obviously, it's on the state level that this would have to be changed to where you have all the candidates on one slate and then you have, let's say, eight open seats. The voters get to vote for eight and not have to compete uh, with each other. These are all public servants. These mm. are DAs and public defenders that are working day in and day out. And they're having to campaign and raise a ton of money. Um, so those are two things. For the courts, um, they're... There is a lot that I would love to do. Um, there are judges have a lot of power outside of the courtroom, too. So just like I was saying with Judge Nash and Judge Groman and Judge Pratt, I would love to, to bring in Colorado, for instance, they have a program right now that's specifically for for youth that, that have autism um, and to have a different set of uh, court parameters and and. So I, I would like to have like a specialty court. Definitely I'm a holistic type of a person, so I would love to have, uh, and this has been done um, before, but within the courtroom or right outside the courtroom, you have people from the Department of Mental Health. You have people from LACO or LAUSD. You have actually the agencies that work in our county and cities to be there so that way, I mean, most of our clients or most of the people caught up in the criminal justice system have severe mental health problems or even minor health problems, but it's about 85%. Then they also have um, drug addiction or substance abuse problems. Sometimes they're dual diagnosed. And so it's it's difficult for them to navigate. navigate. And so if you bring government or city services to them at the courtroom or outside of the courtroom, um, and, and make it to where they're available all the time, not just one hour, once a week. Right, like, right. Uh, you know, then you got to take the bus or, or, or get your way over there. Um, and I've seen it done. And um, I would like to have that kind of a, uh, a space. Describe yourself as a judge. Um, well, I think I would have a good sense of humor <laughs> uh, to the bench. And I would definitely have a lot of, I would say, diplomatic 
rules of how people should be treating each other in the courtroom, how they should be talking to each other, um, and to be respectful. Um, I've won plenty of cases where the prosecutor stormed right outside, didn't even shake my hand, walked astonished the jury, like, why are they acting in this manner? That's not going to be tolerated. Like, if if you're a professional, you lose, well, I apologize, but you didn't prove up your case, and you still have to be civil to uh, the defense and you have to be respectful to the jury. Um, So it's just, that's one small example. Okay. Give us your elevator pitch. One minute. Why should we vote for Natasha Kamashta for seat number 93? Well, I would love your vote because I have experience, excellent experience. I'm, I'm diverse. I'm collaborative. And I think outside the box. I'm a problem solver and um, I would love your vote. I think you said, I read somewhere that even if we just write in Natasha, that you works. will get credit for the vote. Even if we can't spell K-H-A-M-A-S-H-T-A, Kamashta, even if we can just write Natasha, they're going to credit you with that vote? They sure will. So if you want, if you like what you've heard in Natasha Kamashta seat 93 and you only remember Natasha, but you have to write it in because you can't, there's no box to check. Correct. You have to write it in. And this is what it looks like. This is one example. All right. Tell uh, She's holding up, for those in your car, she's holding up a little portion of the ballot um, where it says write in candidate and her name is written in. Um, tell us how to find you, how to track you, and, and you know what we should pay attention to. Sure, you can. I have a website. It's a modest website. Um, it's Natasha, the number four, judge.com. And then you can also Google me and you can... Um, You know, you can read about all the things that I've been doing for 24 years, helping the community. You're on Instagram too, right? Um, I am on Instagram as well. And it's Natasha Kamashta on Instagram, the same as Facebook. Yeah, I think I follow you. Natasha Kamashta on Instagram. Um, Okay, you've got maybe about 30 seconds. You want to name one of those things? You said we can read about all the things you've been doing. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm putting on, um, I'm co-organizing with my colleague, um, Sam Kadia, a juvenile, a youth defender and advocate seminar. It's going to be held at Loyola Law School, April 26th and the 27th. Um, and I um, recently was successful in getting our office uh, a few grants. One of them is from the Office of Juvenile Justice Delinquency and Prevention, which is a federal grant, and also uh, another grant from the Office of uh, community youth restoration. So I'm busy working on getting all of those launched and off the ground. All right, Natasha Kamashta, it's a pleasure meeting you and good luck on your campaign. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. You are listening to your election information station, KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Heard any other talk radio lately that sounds anything like this? We didn't think so. You're listening to Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. Phew, you guys get, keeping up? You got it? You good? Okay. Yeah, it's election season, but look, Tuesday's the last day to vote. If you're like me and you don't want to risk lines, sadly, there's probably not any risk of that. But you never know. Maybe some folks will get inspired. You can go vi- vote right now. You can vote today. Actually, all weekend long, um, the early voting is taking place now through uh, Monday. The late voting, the last day to vote is Tuesday. And so let's get it done. Uh, you should have your mail-in ballot. If you've lost it, you can just go to any vote center 
and ask for a provisional ballot. It's not ideal, but you can do that. So uh, try to find your ballot, but if you can't find it, just go ahead and ask for a provisional ballot. If you haven't registered to vote yet, or you've never registered to vote, or you're scared that you can't vote because you have done time. In California, you can vote if you've done time, as long as you're out of court supervision and you are no longer in jail, you automatically get your right to vote restored. You don't have to do anything except register. Well, all of y'all can register on the same day that you vote. You've never voted before. Maybe you just turned 18. Maybe, you know, you recently uh, were incarcerated, but now you're out from under that. Or perhaps you just were lazy and you, <laughs> you haven't got around to voting or you were protesting, whatever the reason. You can actually register in California on the same day. Roll up to the voting center. Any voting center doesn't have to be your precinct. You can go vote in Beverly Hills if it, if it makes you happy. Go vote in Watts if it feels good. Um, you can do that. Just go there. They have everything you need. You can register and vote on the same day. Or you can register <laughs> today and go back and vote tomorrow if it makes you feel good. Feel like standing in a line twice. The point is to get it done um, before on or before Tuesday, because that's when it's all over. And I, I just, I know people, you know, people are not feeling this election, and I'm not sure why. I think part of it has to do with the national political scene, you know, um, get inspired. I don't know if Mitch McConnell stepping down gets you inspired, use that to get you inspired. If thinking about a new district attorney gets you inspired or, or the current district attorney, which by the way is the one I'll be voting for, um, George Gascon, then do that. Find a reason. Maybe it's measure HLA. I think the commercials for that are very deceptive. Try to scare you. But really, it's about making the streets safer and having fewer people killed in traffic accidents, which is now the leading cause of death for children in L.A. Help me, Lord. Uh, that's for me, makes HLA a definite yes. Figure it out. Go to KBLA1580.com. Listen to the conversations. Compare Maxine Waters slate with Knock LA slate with uh, California or the LA County Democratic Party slate. They all have recommendations. Go to the Republican one. Compare and contrast. And trust me, it all becomes clear. We'll be talking with Katie Porter next. She is running to be the U.S. Senator from California. KBLA Talk 1580.